and welcome to episode 35 of A Little Nerd Music, entitled Fandom Madness. I'm Kelly. I'm Christina. And because this is a very special episode, we're just going to skip all fandom news that may or not may not, bleh, may or may not be happening right now, because so much more exciting stuff is going on. It's March, which means ship bracket and Oscars and all kinds of good stuff. And we got so excited, we did episode 35 twice. (laughs) Well, it's mostly my fault, but that usually is. So for our listeners, we recorded episode 35 a while back, and life kind of got in the way of editing. So you'll hear bits and pieces of that on this episode and potentially in the future, so keep an eye out. Ooh, exciting. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the Oscars that happened not too long ago? Sure. Where do you want to start? We should probably start with Chris Rock. Okay, let's start with Chris Rock. What did you think? I thought it was going perfectly, and I was really enjoying it until he made the Asian kids joke. Okay, I don't know why everyone's so upset about the Asian kids joke. I laughed out loud. It it made me a little uncomfortable. I Maybe I'm just not Asian enough for it to affect me. <laughs> We're the same amount of Asian. <laughs> That's true. But it honestly, like, it was... See, to me, comedians, the way that they're funny is that they make fun of everybody. And that's what he was doing. See, it, like, made me a little uncomfortable. It didn't make me angry to the point where I would, like, write a strongly written letter to anyone. It's just kind of like, oh. Well, I mean, I've, I'm not saying it was like, oh, yeah, that's a great joke. Yeah. But I was kind of like, okay. The thing that made me a little uncomfortable about it is that in this specific Oscars, a lot was being made about the lack of diversity, and he was pushing that as an issue for the African-American community and stuff. But it's like, hey, still, let's look and laugh at the Asians. Well, I think he was laughing at everyone, too. I mean, we were kind of laughing at african-americans as well at the beginning when he was sort of like throwing jada and will under the bus (laughs) you know like he kind of was doing it to everybody that was another thing that made me uncomfortable not about the um will and jada but he made one joke about how people can complain about the oscars now because they don't have real things to protest yeah well okay and I get what he was going for, and I totally understand that mm-hmm. there are different issues, but when it's a year, especially, that we've struggled with riots and reaction to pre- police brutality and such, it made me slightly kind of hesitate. Yeah. Although it was true about the problems that he was talking about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think besides like those two specific examples that I mentioned, yeah. I thought he was really good at walking the line where he pushed it just far enough as he could without kind of like the get kicked off the air and out of the community (laughs) pushing it too far. Yeah, oh, definitely. So I think he was very good at striking that balance. Might I also add that I super enjoyed his whole like sort of spin on Ellen ordering pizza. And I saw an interview with the woman that he was calling out, (laughs) the Girl Scout cookies. Yes, Linda Dunn. Yeah, it was the best. I know. That was pretty funny. I also like that she's like a family friend and she like took it for what it was and didn't complain like some people might. Oh, yeah. She was just like, that's great. And she was like, this is the best um, publicity we could possibly ask for. 
Also, a highlight for me was at the very end when Chris Rock is trying to end the show, Morgan Freeman just butted in to steal his cookies. Yeah, that was great. See, I didn't see that except for a gif on Tumblr. I was just watching it. I'm like, what is happening? It's like God just stole his Thin Mints. Nice. I would have too. And then um, Michael Keaton was right there too. And he's like, well, he's taking cookies. Yeah, right? I enjoyed that like everyone was just like shoving cookies in their mouth. Yeah. Yummy. And I also like how John Legend leaned across, like, three people to get cookies. Yeah, and people were giving, like, $100 for a box of cookies. <laughs> yeah. That's how we do it in Hollywood, apparently. <laughs> I saw the, the Christian Bale ask for change, though. Oh, he did? Jeez. I read that somewhere. Did you see the... I saw some, like, article online that was, like, superheroes eating Girl Scout cookies. And it was, like, Christian Bale, Henry Cavill, and, like... um. Chris Evans, and all of them just, like, shoving their faces with Girl Scout cookies. Of course Chris Evans wanted Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. I know, right? It was pretty cute. I was talking to someone, and they're like, why was Chris Evans presenting with Chadwick Boseman? They're like, um... I'm like, Civil War! I know. I was like, Chadwick Boseman, yay! I think my answer when they were talking was just, like, divided we fall. They're like, what? I'm like, what? (laughs) Like much? <laughs> there was so much more diversity in the presenters than the nominees. I know, right? Well, that's what they tried to do. I loved when Chris Rock presented um, and should be nominated tonight, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that was good. I like Chris Rock. I've liked him ever since he um, he hosted the 1999 Video Music Awards. <laughs> that was like still one of my favorite things ever. Where he's mm-hmm. like. If the Backstreet Boys are on the Backstreet, who the hell is on the Front Street, Big Bird? <laughs> <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed his monologue for the most part, though. Me too. I did too. Okay, well, should we get to some of the winners and losers and all that? You mean the actual thing the Academy Awards are for? You mean it's not about the uh, host? What are you talking about? Or how they just ignored two of the best original song nominees because they weren't famous enough. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let's get into the fact that there was about 30 minutes where it's just Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, as a Star Wars fan, I was quite upset about it. <laughs> the thing I enjoyed about it is, like, in a lot of those categories, we're used to, like, you know, the historical romances and, like, the kind of awkward indie films like taking like all these different awards and it's like no it's Mad Max this year and everybody needs to sit down and wait for it yeah like I I went so my grandmother was over for dinner and I was like oh I'll just take my grandma home and then when I came back she lives like maybe the whole trip took maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes when Mm -hmm. I came back I was like what I missed and my mom's like Mad Max (laughs) Mad (laughs) Max won everything but apparently I missed Tina Fey which upsets me she was hilarious. Yeah, rub it in. <laughs> you can go back and watch it somewhere, I'm sure. I know. I love her. She was even wearing my favorite color. <laughs> Yay. It was funny, though, when they were showing, like, the nominees and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was, it was like, Star Wars did a really good job. <laughs> they did. They did a really good job. They're, whenever Star Wars is up for these technical awards, they're always up against, like, something major. Like, I remember one of one of the horrible prequels, but it was like, they completely invented, like, new software for different things, and they were up against the Matrix, so it's like, you're screwed. Yeah. Sucky. <laughs> but, whatever. 
Star Wars didn't win, they will win next time. Telling you, if they go with Storm Pilot. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then let's see, we got most of the major categories correct. We we did not do badly. We didn't do great on. Well, we missed all the supporting actor ones. But I still disagree with that because it should have been Sylvester Stallone. I am sorry. And I think it should have been Kate Winslet, but whatever. Um, I was reading um, this article about um, what happened at the bar at the Oscars during like the whole thing. Yeah. And it said that it was kind of pretty calm for most of the time. And then when Stallone lost Best Supporting Actor through the whole bar, it's like, no! I like the, um, the like video of Leo watching his Oscar get um, engraved. It's pretty adorable. <laughs> that was the best. He's like, do you do this every year? I wouldn't know. He said that? Yeah, because he had to listen really carefully, and he's like, oh, is this what happens every year? And they're like, oh, yeah. And there's, like, this pause, and he shrugs. He's like, yep, I wouldn't know. Aww. And then everybody, like, cracked up. That's so sad. <laughs> but he was just so happy. And they, he got this little booklet about how to care for it. He's like, I need to take care of it. Yeah, you do. And then they, like, scrub it down, and then he just grabs it. It's like, okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. I was so excited. The little 12-year-old girl who loved Leo was so excited. One of my favorite moments was when he was giving his speech and they cut to Kate Winslet just, like, clasping her hands, crying. I know. They're adorable. I love their friendship. I saw an interview with her. I don't remember which red carpet, but at some point during award season. And they're asking her if she was nervous about, like, all her nominations. And she's like, honestly, I haven't been able to think about it much because I've been so focused on Leo. (laughs) Aww, that's adorable. Uh, I don't ship a lot of real people. I definitely ship that. I ship them as a bro TP. <laughs> I think it's because... the cutest thing ever that he gave her away at her wedding. That is really cute. The only reason I don't ship them as an OTP is because Kate Winslet has way too many husbands. <laughs> it's just like, calm down, Kate Winslet. I kind of pictured, like, at some point when they're old and, like, need to, like, live in a home or something, just living together but not being married. Yeah. Um, so there was one that I got right and you didn't. <laughs> there were a couple that I got right that you didn't. There were a lot that you got right that I didn't. <laughs> but I called it with Best Director. Mm-hmm. Alejandro G. Inyari, too. But and... I got Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> yes, you did. I still really want to see Room, though. I know. It looks really good. Also really depressing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of room, can we please talk about how adorable Jacob Tremblay is? Oh, my God. He is, like, my new favorite person. He is adorable. Right? Just everything about him makes me happy. <laughs> um, Like, when BB-8 came out and he was like, what? BB-8? Did, on Instagram, he posted all his pictures through the years with Sofia Vergara. <laughs> That's adorable. And he's like, she hasn't aged a day, but I've aged so much. <laughs> nice. And then um, his parents are really cute. Yeah. His parents are, like, hot, which is crazy. Oh, and he posted on this picture with Abraham Atta. Uh-huh. Um, the day of the Oscars, they went to Universal Studios together and I took a picture that. with, like, the dinosaur. It's so cute. That was really cute. I enjoyed when... um. Chris Rock brought out the little step stools and then he ran off. He's like, I'm a great person. <laughs> Is that what he said? Because I couldn't quite make it out. He said something like, I'm a great person or I'm so helpful or something like that. <laughs> something like that. 
That was pretty funny. I think we also need to give a shout out to the Bronco who won um, Best Picture. Yes, congratulations, Bly Faust. Yeah. Who is a Santa Clara University alumnus. Yeah. Yay. Who ironically produced a movie based on sexual abuse in the church. I know, right? Not great, but whatever. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen much of the movie until they showed some of the clips during the Oscars last night, and it was, like, intense. I know. It's a little too intense for me. Like, the clip that they showed for Rachel McAdams' nomination, I was like, holy moly. I know. So yeah. Michael Keaton's won Best Picture two years in a row. I know. Good for him. I don't really like him that much, so good for him. Oh, another favorite moment um, was for Best Actor, when Leo won and Eddie Redmayne, like, whooped for him. Oh, really? I didn't see that. He was just like, woo! <laughs> like, he looks so happy. Aw, that's cute. I was, I mean, I was just so, I was like, ah, when he won. So now people can no longer make the joke that they might, must be a great actor because they have as many Oscars as Leonardo DiCaprio. Nice. Um, can I just point out, and I think we talked about this before, Christina, that Brie Larson makes me feel very inadequate with my life. Right. For those of you who don't know, Brie Larson is 26, who's quite a bit younger than me and you. Not and, that much. Well, yeah. A couple years. And she's now won an Oscar. <laughs> I know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I think we should talk about Lady Gaga's performance. Oh my god, so good. I like a burst out crying. It made me mad because the, after we p- posted our predictions, I was like, you know what? Lady Gaga should win. So I changed it to Lady Gaga and then it, it ended it ended up being that Sam Smith won, and I was like, dang it. I should have I should have kept it. Well, I mean, when the vice president of the United States is introducing you, and there's a standing ovation, and then you have this huge performance that you put everything into, you're surrounded by victims of sexual assault, you get a standing ovation after you perform, and then it's like, nope, you lose to the song from James Bond. Which isn't even that good, by the way. It's weird, because I don't know anyone who is like, that's a great Bond song. I don't... It's like Adele. Like, that was a great Pawn song. Yeah. But that one like, won too, eh. though, didn't it? Yeah. Because it's Adele. <laughs> yeah, right? Ugh, whatever. Yeah, it makes me mad. I don't know why they did that, but whatever. I just opened um, my browser, and I have Hypeable up, and it says 16 ways the internet loses its stuff over <laughs> Leo winning an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though we're all very excited for you leo although i rewatched catch me if you can he totally should have gotten it for that there are a lot of other movies i think he should have won an oscar for over the revenant yeah i agree but whatever i love catch me if you can it's so good i thought gangs in new york was overrated personally i i personally really like the gif that they have of the older Rose saying, it's been 84 years. <laughs> One of my favorite Leo Oscar gifts. And it's funny that the movie that probably made him the most famous and, like, made his career, no one's like, no one's like, he should have won an Oscar for that. Um, except for little 12-year-old girls everywhere. <laughs> <sighs> and he was almost Anakin Skywalker. That's crazy. 
And he said no. Yeah, that's pretty weird, too. Very smart move, it turns out, though, on his part. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what else should we talk about with the Oscars? Any other stuff? Um, Inside Out one, which I adore. I haven't seen it yet, and I really need to watch it. It's so good. I did like the little post, or the little post, what am I talking about? The little clip they had where she's like, what's puberty? She's like, I don't know, but it's probably not important. <laughs> I enjoyed Oh, that. I loved um, the clip. They had the skit about how hard it is for black actors to get a role in movies with um, Whoopi Goldberg and Leslie Jones. Oh my and God, Chris Rock. so good. Yeah, that was awesome. When they had the part for The Revenant with Leslie Jones, all I could say was like, I love her. I love her so much. I know, me too. Yeah, Vanessa and I were watching together and we're like, I love her. I love her so much. <laughs> totally. That's like. Am I the only one who was sad, though? I thought for sure that Oscar Isaac was going to be there. Me too. I did see something on Tumblr, though, that was like, you think Star Wars didn't, os- didn't get an Oscar. And then it showed Oscar Isaac and it goes, but it did. <laughs> No, my favorite, um, Carrie Fisher retweeted this on Twitter. It was that picture of Finn and Poe at the beginning when he, it's like, you need a pilot. I need a pilot. Yeah. And someone tagged it. This is the only time this year a black man gets to hold an Oscar. Oh. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I'm like, shade. Shade for days. But so good and true. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. That's funny. And yet so true, and that's why it's sad. And there's already a Twitter account for Leo's Oscar. Of course there is. <laughs> Finally in my baby's arms, I love the way he holds me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this will forever be known as the Leonardo DiCaprio Awards. Yay! So should we get into our own Fandom Academy Awards? I think that we need to. Alright. Um, We are about to announce the winners... Of our second annual, can't believe we're into second annual things ever. Right? Fandom Academy Awards. Woo! Yay, drum roll. Okay. So, best original song goes to Flashlight from Pitch Perfect 2. Music and lyrics by Sia Furler, Christian Guzman, Jason Moore, and Sam Smith. And... Performed by Jesse J. I didn't even realize we had Sam Smith nominated twice. I know, right? And Sia. Yeah. Christina. Sorry, I just got chandelier stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and for our best musical moments, we have the Get Down Saturday Night Dance Sequence from Ex Machina featuring um, Fandom Academy Awards favorite, it turns out, Oscar Isaac. Yay! I watched that on YouTube just because I wanted to know what it was. Told you. It was awesome. <laughs> um, best fight goes to Kylo Ren versus Finn and Rey in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. So good. It was really good. Why is this movie not out on DVD yet? It is for me. <laughs> <laughs> and for our best villain... Goes to Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in Star Wars. I am so excited about this. <laughs> I know you are. Best on-screen team by one vote. 
is Han Solo and Chewbacca, Harrison Ford and Peter Mayhew in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Because this is the last time they can be nominated. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're a terrible human being. <laughs> I need you to will. perfect an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and for favorite cameo, which technically hasn't even been 100% confirmed, but we're all pretty sure. Daniel Craig as Stormtrooper JB007 in Star Wars. Yay. I en- I really enjoyed this um this category and even though the winner won by a landslide. It was shocking. It, was like, shocking. it wasn't that shocking, but it was shocking. It was like 98% of the votes. Nothing ever wins by that much on our website. You need to understand. Yeah. So this is the best non-human performance. And other vo- other nominees were The Bear and The Revenant. Yes. Ted. <laughs> um, and I can't even remember who the other one was. Ultron and Maz Kanata. Ah, okay. But the winner, of course. With 82.02%. Was BB-8. From Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Yes. Yay, BB-8. He he would give you a little thumbs up if he could. <laughs> that was so cute. I know. Or as my friend Mike thinks, the finger. I have heard discussion about this online. Okay, continue. <laughs> now, if you're not sensing a trend by now. Best original screenplay goes to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, written by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt, based on characters created by George Lucas. Yay! Best adapted screenplay goes to Kingsman: The Secret Service, screenplay by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughn, based on the comic book The Secret Service, by Mark Millar and Dave Gibbons. Okay, I don't know if you've seen it, but I love this movie. I haven't seen it, but I know you love it. I I think you'd like it too, because it's it's kind of like action and the right level of like self deprecating comedy and stuff. It's just really good. Mm, I'll have to look for it on Netflix or something. It was um free on demand for me, so it must be available a lot of places. Oh, okay, I'll look. I watched it on my birthday. Nice, nice. <laughs> After I had my birthday drinks, though, so that might have influenced it. (laughs) Of course. Now, for best breakout performance, the fandom award goes to Miss Daisy Ridley as Rey in Star Wars. Yay. I love her so much. I know, right? I started following her on Instagram just because I love her. Oh, I've been following her for a while. She's awesome. Um, Best ensemble cast... Went to, shocker, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. What? Starring John Boyega, Gwendolyn Christie, Anthony Daniels, Adam Driver, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Domhnall Gleeson, Mark Hamill, Oscar Isaac, Peter Mayhew, Lupita Nyong'o, Simon Pegg, Daisy Ridley, Andy Serkis, and Max von Sydow. Can I just say props to you for alphabetizing everyone? Thank you. Impressive. Thank you. You know, it's that thing in Word where you just hit AZ and it does it for you. (laughs) Here I was having all this faith in you. (laughs) 
Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Best Actress in a Supporting Role goes to actual Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata in Star Wars, of course. (laughs) That was actually surprising to me. People love Lupita Nyong'o. No, I know. I love Lupita Nyong'o. I was just surprised that Maz Kanata won. I think people were voting for Lupita Nyong'o. Well, yeah. Plus, Moscanado was adorable. Yeah. Um, I am so excited about this one. <laughs> Best actor in a supporting role goes to the lovely Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Golden Globe winner Oscar Isaac. Yay! Okay. Ow! That was really high. <laughs> you realize that in the next three categories, it's just the the new trio. Mm-hmm. Because the award for best actress in a leading role goes to Daisy Ridley as Rey in, you guessed it, Star Wars. <laughs> Literally, Star Wars won everything except the ones it wasn't nominated for. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, best actor in a leading role, and I wish this were real for the actual Oscars. That'd be amazing. He's nominated for a BAFTA, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Um, goes to Mr. John Boyega as FN2187 slash Finn in Star Wars. John Boyega is a gift to fandom. Have you seen that Instagram post? Yes. Holy wow. I was going to, you know, not go there, but if you want to go there. <laughs> I just liked that. I don't remember who it was that posted on Insta- on um, Facebook, but the caption just said, okay, John, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> just the back muscles. I know. He did that on purpose. Uh, obviously. Headcanon. Oscar Isaac took that. <laughs> oh my god. His trainer took it, didn't he? I think I read that somewhere. Dang it. <laughs> They've all got to keep in shape now because they have an extra seven months they need to be fit for. Yeah. Just let me have the head cannon, okay? <laughs> He's like, yeah, looks good. <laughs> Insta. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Best animated feature. Goes to Inside Out, which might win the actual Oscar, directed by Peter Doctor and Ronnie Del Carmen. Yay. I think it probably will win the real Oscar. Wow, I can't talk. It was a great movie. I didn't see it, but I heard it was good. I, I do watched, need to see it. I rented it one day. It was really good. Um, I guess someone edited it where they made it so that all the like actual feelings parts were taken out. And it was actually, like, kind of depressing. Because <laughs> it was just the little girl. I still cry over certain parts of that movie. I need to watch it. I was about to say it, but then I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, I don't care if you spoil it. It's not like it's Star Wars. <laughs> that was so hard for me coming out of the movie. You don't understand. That's why I, I shut off my phone immediately. Because I knew you, it would be really hard for you. Even, like, my friends were like, what are you doing? I'm like, turning off my phone. My friend Christina just saw it. 
Well, like, we were in the um, aisle, not aisle, hallway of the theater because we were waiting for the rest of the people in our group to come out because they didn't believe me that there was no post credit scene. Yeah. And, like, we were waiting and certain people in our group started talking about spoilers for the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, you told me this. And I, like, snapped at them. and like, these people haven't seen it yet. What's wrong with you? <laughs> shut up! <laughs> and I'm like, stop talking. They're like, no, I just want to say this one thing. I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I know. My sister said she knew the ending because she heard her husband say it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was so hard for me not to tell you, Gal. Because she knew that I would be so upset about it. She's like, I wanted to mentally prepare you, but at the same time, I knew that you would be pissed for me for being spoiling it. <laughs> but it's kind of funny now in retrospect, because every time Patrick was like, well, what if Han Solo dies? I'm like, no, he's not going to. <laughs> you shut up. Okay, anyway. Speaking best, of. Best picture... Which it totally should win Best Picture, by the way. Goes to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Directed by J.J. Abrams. Yay! Go, J.J. He must be richer than God now. Not richer than J.K. Rowling. What did he... he... He's got Mission Impossible. He's got Star Trek. He's got Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got something, some other big ones too. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, it's bugging me. I can't believe this is the guy who did Felicity. I know, right? <sighs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Favorite fandom newcomer goes to the OT3, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, and Daisy Ridley. The new trio. Now that there's no more Harry Potter. I did see online someone was tagging them as OT3 of the Traveling Jacket. Nice. I do like, though, that Finn gives her the jacket when they go inside to keep her warm. Then when they're running back out, he takes it back. Like, no, my jacket. He's more like, no, my boyfriend's jacket. (laughs) I don't know how much fan art I've seen with the joke about, do you know what this jacket's made from? boyfriend material nice (laughs) i like it i haven't seen that but that's awesome we're so in love with storm pilot it's like not healthy how are we gonna last to episode eight we're just gonna start writing storm pilot fanfic (laughs) (laughs) take a take a look at our alnm collaboration of storm pilot fanfic (laughs) Oh, so good. I said something to somebody the other day where I was like, I ship it hard. And I was was talking about something else, and my cousin goes, what? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. (laughs) You don't understand that. So good, though. I was having a conversation, too, the other day where I was like, I ship it so hard, and they're just like, what? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you don't understand? I ship it hard. I was talking about Storm Pilot, too. Nice. Well, being March, we are now in the heart of our annual ship bracket, second annual. Woo! Because it was so much fun the first time. 
Mm-hmm. And that came out sounding really sarcastic, but I actually mean it. <laughs> it was super fun. It was a little crazy, but it was really fun. So, just in case you haven't read it on the website, here are some of the ground rules. That the main thing is we want you to have fun, so ship whoever you're going to ship and share the links and get your friends to vote. Talk about why you ship everyone in the ship bracket. Like, we love to see your comments. Just no bashing or insulting your fellow participants. Um, the system is set up to allow one vote per person per hour. And I know people far smarter than me will probably figure out a way around that. <laughs> Just know that the system on its own will lock you out if there are too many votes in a row. We have no control over that. And polls are set to close at noon Pacific Standard Time on the day they're scheduled to end. Results will immediately be viewable. And a recap post is going to come after that. And then a few hours later, hopefully we should have the next round of polls up. Nice. Now, the championship, the results will be hidden until we announce the winner on the podcast. Ha 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 ha. Gotcha. So you have to listen. Yep, we got you. And how about now we talk about our strategy for putting this ship bracket together? All right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we have the Returning Favorites Conference, which is simply the Sweet 16 from last year. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Film, Television, and Wild Card Bracket. So Film and Television are kind of self-explanatory, but the Wild Card were kind of the ships that spread across multiple media. So... We kind of picked it by the ships that were the most popular on Tumblr over the past year that we saw a lot of different news stories about, as well as the ones that we got in write-in requests from our listeners. So if your favorite ship didn't make it this year, be sure to let us know next year so that they can make it in the 2017 ship bracket. Oh my gosh. Right? (laughs) And we just want to let you guys know that we did try and... um, use as as many different fandoms as we could and we hope that we got them all but one can never know i mean there's fandoms that we don't know about obviously you know and we're gonna do our best to make sure everybody is represented and the first round matchups were determined at random Mm -hmm. so don't feel like i tried to mess up any certain ships it was just a random number generator that i used and um hopefully by the time you guys listen to this we'll be in the thick of it yeah it'll be awesome we'll see who's really into their fandoms i'm already seeing a good number of upsets i know i'm actually quite surprised at some of the ones that are coming through already Mm mhm yeah and there I have to say, when I was typing up this bracket, there are times where I wondered what language I was speaking. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, I when I was looking at it, I was like, I don't understand what some of these are, but I'm glad that you guys do. So, Kelly. Yes. If you had to make a prediction right now, who do you think is the ship of the year? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I know who I want to say, because I know who the ship of 
my heart is. I think after the past several episodes, everyone knows who the ship of our hearts is. Um, let's see. Who do I think? Although, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, with how good Deadpool's doing, a Spidey pole came out from behind. You know what would have been fun if we had thought of it? What? If we both filled out our predictions for the bracket like March Madness. I mean, we could. I might tomorrow. It's so hard to tell, though. You guys are, like, so good at surprising us, really. Very good. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I I didn't think that last year's winners would have won, so... I do far better in actual March Madness than I do in predicting the shipwreck. <laughs> I know, because you never know who's going to see it and who's mm-hmm. going to, you know, who's going to be retweeting it and re- reblogging it and sharing it with their friends. But should we just make a suggest, make, you know, make a assumption and see how it goes? Sure. Okay, so I am going to say, shocker, shocker, Storm Pilot. That's who I'm pulling for with a healthy dose of skepticism that someone else could win it. Well, of course. Of course someone think, else could win it. I think Spidey Pool, as you said, has a decent shot. I never know when the Hannibal fandom is going to raise their sad, still-crying heads. And I even think Danny Sandy has a has a shot because of Aaron. It's definitely got the potential. Yeah. And of course, there's always you lovely swan queen shippers. I mean, really, all our returning favorites made it to the Sweet 16 last year, so any of them could pull it out. Yeah. It Gabby, the charm, well, the charming's usually not as much <laughs> as I would love for them to, because sh- I ship them. Um, but yeah, you never know. And sometimes, like, those crack ships, like, Huxlow and Bonkai come, come out from behind and you're just like, whoa, what happened? Ooh, another one that I think could potentially have a shot that is a new entry this year is Klexa. Oh, yeah. That's true. Neither of us watched the 100, but we're thinking that Klexa could actually come out and win it. They've got a shot. Yeah. So we'll have to see you guys. Why don't you let us know what you think, too? Oh, also wanted to let people know that automatically, if we had more than one person write in the request for a ship bracket, it automatically made it onto the bracket. Yeah. So be sure to let us know what you think through the year, because you could see your favorite. Yes. Yes, you could. Next year. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. 2017. Anyway. I did enjoy, though, how probably 90% of the write-ins were Storm Pilot. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that all you Storm Pilot shippers are united. We stand with you. And my Storm Pilot pop figures on my desk at work do, too. You're welcome. Thanks, Christina. I got you both of them. You did. Can't have my... Best co-host without her storm pilot. The funny thing is, like, someone came into my office today and was like, oh, you got a new one. And I was like, yes, this is storm pilot. (laughs) Oh, hey, Christina, guess what? What? We're going to Comic-Con. Comic-Con? 
We will be there in San Diego Convention Center with all you lovely people. Preview night and all of the days of Comic-Con this year. I think we need to share the story of how this came about because it's amusing. Okay, so do you want to share? You want me to share? It's your friend. You should share. Okay, so first of all, we would like to give a very big shout out to my coworker Anna, who um, got us the tickets. Christina and I were on the website trying to get tickets, as I'm sure many, many, many of us were. And then I got a phone call from my coworker, who I was like, oh no, am I supposed to be working right now? <laughs> so I answered the phone, and I was Christina could hear me because we were on Skype together. And I was like, hello? And she goes, Kelly, give me your um, username and your, your friend's username, and I'll get you tickets. I'm in right now. i got to get tickets. <laughs> and so I did. I just, all I could hear was you going, what? <laughs> yeah. I was so surprised. And so we got tickets. I guess she keeps, like, a list of people that she just, like, goes down the phone tree. <laughs> So, um, thank you, Anna, so much. You're awesome for getting us tickets, and we will babysit your child. We will uh, (laughs) take you out to dinner and all that fun stuff in San Diego. We'll take you to Noble Experiments. Yum. Yum. That'd be fun. Yeah. Probably not with the baby, though. Probably not. (laughs) We will do all kinds of fun stuff. We'll take you to our rooftop bar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we will be there, everyone, Wednesday, July 20th? 20th? 21st? 20th. 20th through the 24th. Yep. That's when we'll be there. And we will be right across the street at the lovely Omni San Diego. Yeah. So if you'd like to meet us for a drink or just to chit-chat or to get any of our free swag, hit us up. We'll be more than happy to give you some free stuff. And we'll still have our prints from last year, our exclusive Comic-Con prints available for sale. As well as our sunglasses from last year, which were a big hit. Yeah. And our bags. And hopefully some more new swag for you guys. I can't believe we're going to Comic-Con. 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 So, yeah. It'll be so much fun. We're very excited. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we had to share with you guys. It's our big, big news for 2016 so far. Yay. Yay. Um, okay, well, before we close the episode, we would just like to say that the, the episode MVP of our hearts this episode is Anna for getting us tickets to Comic-Con. <laughs> the MVP of my life. Yeah. Thank you. For Anna and Rodney, her husband, and Rosemary, her little daughter, who we will be babysitting, I'm sure. While we're at Comic-Con. I want to dress her up like a little Ewok. <laughs> like a little Ewok one day, and then like a little minion one day. Dude, we're going to Comic-Con when they're going to have Star Wars and Harry Potter panels. Oh my god, yay. Oh my gosh, can we dress her up like Professor Flitwick? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Anyway, as always, you can find us on Twitter by following ALNM Podcast. You can follow me at ALNM Kelly Lee. And you can follow Christina at ALNM Christina. 
And you can also find us on Tumblr at alnmpodcast.tumblr.com. Kelly is at xoxokellylee.tumblr.com. And I am at callmechristinae.tumblr.com. You can like us on Facebook by searching for A Little Nerd Music Podcast in your search bar. Or if you're friends with us, you can follow the link in our profiles and like it from there. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and be the first people to download new episodes. Yay. You can email us with all your questions, concerns, uh, thoughts, possible suggestions for next year's ship bracket at alnmpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also check us out on Instagram at alnmpodcast. And, of course, the best way to find us is on our wonderful website that Christina made. Yeah. alnmpodcast.com with all kinds of awesome updates throughout the week. And that's where you can vote for your ship bracket. You can check out our 36th episode, which will be all about the ship bracket, right? Yeah. And some and... finales, possibly. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. We'll be recapping the ship bracket, letting you know who won, giving some insights into everything that went on. <laughs> It'll be fun, we promise. And um, yeah, we hope that you guys will tune in for that too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Get down this Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. Get down this Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night.